0: Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hello, my name is Rochelle Lucero, and I'm the host of the Clumsy Theosis podcast. Thank you for joining me today. This Lent over here at Clumsy Theosis, we are focusing on the Beatitudes. We're learning about the Beatitudes, meditating upon the Beatitudes, learning to grow in the Beatitudes because they are essential for living out the kingdom of heaven. They are essential for our call to live out a life of theosis. And that's what we're focusing on this Lent because it's kind of important. But oh my gosh, last week when I ended the episode, I invited you guys to meditate with me on the first two Beatitudes because those were the ones that we covered in that episode. And particularly the first beatitude, which is blessed are the poor in spirit, I was reflecting on questions like, do I humble my heart in the presence of the Lord? As in, do I realize how utterly dependent on God I am for everything? Also questions like, do I seek to be an empty vessel in order to be filled with God's will? As in, do I leave my own will behind? Do I leave my plans behind, the plans that I have painstakingly put together? Do I leave them behind in order to follow God's will? If things change in life, like we saw how crazily fast things changed last week, do I adapt by talking to the Lord and asking him what he wants me to do. I mean, this all sounds really good and pretty easy until crazy things happen like COVID-19 and you really have to stop and say, look how dependent I am on the Lord. And yeah, there's a lot out of my control right now. I need to look to the Lord and ask what he wants. I mean, talk about a reality check, but it was a good thing. It was a really good thing because without those, it's very tempting to fall into despair, to become afraid, or even to start panicking. But all of that is the work of the enemy. And let me say that again, despair, fear, and panic are the work of the enemy. In times of crisis like this, he is causing us to look inwards at ourselves and our situation and just dwell on us and earthly cares, but he's twisting them and taking them all out of proportion, right? That's not the life of a Christian. A Christian needs to have their eyes fixed on the Lord. And us as Catholics, we know that we need to look to the Lord for everything. But again, the enemy comes in and he can manipulate what we're looking at and what we're focusing on. And so since we're focusing on the Beatitudes during this time, I think it is providential because focusing on the Beatitudes focuses on God and who he is. And that's what we should be focusing on during Christ. Crisis always, Well, we should be focusing on this always, but particularly during times of crisis, looking at God and who he is. And if you remember from last week's episode, Beatitudes and Imitating Christ, part one, we established that Jesus Christ is perfect beatitude. And if you haven't listened to that episode, stop right now and go back and listen to it. You will thank yourself for doing it. But man, I tell you, last week was a total crash course in living out that first beatitude, being poor in spirit. But you know what? I want to let you know a little secret. I did not do it on my own. I think I did it really well, but I think a lot of that has to do with what I'm about to tell you. The Beatitudes are made possible by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And every baptized Christian has been given all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit at their baptism. We already have them. They are already part of our spiritual toolbox. But a lot of people don't know that the Beatitudes are made possible because of gifts that we receive from the Holy Spirit at our baptism. Nor do they know that there is a specific gift of the Holy Spirit To help with each individual beatitude but when we think about it it makes perfect sense because look at it like this the beatitudes are the guidelines that jesus has given us in order to become like him because we need to be like him in order to live in his kingdom the kingdom of heaven and all of the gifts of the holy spirit in their fullness lived out fully they belong to jesus So let's take a really quick sidebar so we can explain how the Beatitudes and the Gifts of the Holy Spirit line up. And then I'm going to continue the reflection portion that we um, started in the last episode. So Beatitudes and Gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, I actually have an episode, or I think it's like a two-part series from the first year of podcasting that's on this topic. You know what? I think I will link them down in the show notes. I can't remember their titles offhand, but I'll link them down there if you want to use some of your additional free time within the week to listen to those. Okay, so it was actually Augustine who made this connection between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the Beatitudes. He said that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, when we read them in Isaiah, chapter 11 verses 1 and 2, we read them in order of most excellent to most basic. Now, basic here means fundamental or foundational. Basic does not mean boring or unoriginal or anything like that, just that these are foundational. That's all. But since the Beatitudes, they are already in the order of most basic or most foundational to the most excellent, we have to flip the gifts of the Holy Spirit over. So we need to reverse their order so that they also can go from basic to excellent. And when we do that, they're gonna read like this, fear of the Lord, piety, knowledge, fortitude, counsel, understanding, and then wisdom. I am quite aware that there are eight Beatitudes and I only just listed seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to get to that a little bit later. And just to fill in the gap, because I know last week I did not talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit in my reflections. I'm going to do that now for the first two, just so that people have that information on hand. I am kicking myself for not doing it. I did consider it, but I thought, eh, it's not necessary. But look, the Holy Spirit, he was right and I was wrong and I should have listened. And I do see the irony in, in that right now. A big reason for why I'm including them now is because when we remember that we've been given at the moment of our baptism, all of the gifts that are going to help us with each individual beatitude, I believe that that can remind us that the Lord doesn't ask us anything that he's not going to help us with. It's also important to know that we have those tools that we can tap into that will help us. So that explanation given, the first two Beatitudes, which I went over last week, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'm not going to go over the reflection this time, but I do want to let you know that the corresponding gift of the Holy Spirit is fear of the Lord. Now, if the Lord has revealed to you that you need to become more poor in spirit, then what you need to do is is pray for an increase in the gift of fear of the Lord, right? This gift is going to reveal the awesomeness of the Lord to us and put everything else into perspective. When we see how magnanimous the Lord is, and when we realize that we are his, I mean, we will want nothing more than to be fully dependent on him. Right now, since one, since it's a foundational beatitude, pray for the gift of fear of the Lord. And two, because of our current climate with the COVID-19 pandemic, maybe everyone should just start praying for fear of the Lord because that will take away so much of our stress and our anxiety because we will have that foundation to look at the Lord and just let ourselves be dependent upon him. But moving on to the second beatitude, which is blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. The gift of knowledge technically is the third gift of the Holy Spirit. Augustine switched the second and the third gifts of the Holy Spirit. But knowledge of the goodness of God is going to give us the desire to be purified and to become more like God, to become more Christ-like. So if you're being called to work on that second beatitude, remember to pray for the gift of knowledge. And now that we've caught up from those two beatitudes from last week, let's get into our reflection and we're only going to cover beatitudes 3, 4, and 5 today. I think that's going to be plenty enough, especially since there are a number of people who were not able to listen to the first part of this little series. So that's going to make those people have five beatitudes, which isn't too bad, but five beatitudes to focus and meditate on. But for everyone else who's caught up, it's just going to be three. All right, so Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And let me tell you, (laughs) I used to be offended by this beatitude. I don't know exactly what it was. I think I felt like I was being told to sit down, be quiet, be timid, and just let people walk over you. And I was like, oh, no, that does not sound right at all to me. And you know what? I was onto something back then because... To be meek in the kingdom of heaven is to be docile to the Holy Spirit. And the gift that helps us to do that is the gift of piety. Now, Augustine associates this gift with interpreting the scriptures, but if we remember, it's the Holy Spirit who informs us about the scriptures. So, this gift is not just about interpreting the Bible. It's for everything. It's how to interpret life, how to interpret and discern everything that we go through in our lives on a day-to-day basis. See, because when we are unreservedly um, receptive to the Holy Spirit, we let him work in us and we let him work through us. We allow the power of God. God to move through us when we're meek. And there is nothing at all timid about the Holy Spirit. And so to reflect on this beatitude, let's ask ourselves, for starters, we need to ask ourselves, do I know the Holy Spirit as a person? That's first and foremost. And then we need to ask, what areas of my life and my heart have I kept from the Holy Spirit? And to go a little bit deeper, evaluate ourselves and see where can I allow the Holy Spirit more freedom to work within me, right? Because we might have allowed the Holy Spirit access to all the parts of our heart and all the parts of our lives, but we could have confined the Holy Spirit to like small areas, right? Like we don't want him to really take over and to really move. So we've limited his ability to move in those areas and that's tricky, but we really want to evaluate that and see you know, where can we give him more freedom to work these wonders within us and through us? And if this is what we're working on, pray for piety and remember to allow the Holy Spirit to move through you to inform your thoughts and to inform your actions so that you will use both your supernatural faith and your human reason to their fullest, especially during our current situation. It's essential for us and for our neighbors, our families, everyone, that we use both supernatural faith and our human reason to their fullest. And on to beatitude number four, which is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. This one I think needs a little bit of explaining because I am suspicious that there are many Catholics out there who still maintain the Old Testament understanding of righteousness. Because back then in the Old Testament, during the Old Covenant, righteousness was just observing the law. As long as you observe the law, you are considered righteous. But we are in the new covenant now, and in our new covenant, we have been given a new commandment, which is to love one another as I have loved you. Meaning that now, righteousness is going to be judged by brotherly love. Is that how you measure the perfection of your actions? By the love that you have for your neighbor? The love that you show your neighbor? That's a tough question, but we need to reflect on that. We also need to ask ourselves if our hearts are hardened towards anyone and who who that is and why that is and then this one I think people overlook this one all the time is do we love ourselves and with regard to loving ourselves do we give Christ time to come in and love us to embrace us, to sit with us, to speak his truth over us and our lives. Because think about it, it's kind of hard for us to love others the way that Christ loves us if we're not giving him the time to do so, right? He needs to love us so that we can go out and love our neighbor. And our neighbor is not just the person that lives next door or the person that that works in the cubicle next to yours. Your neighbor is also your family members, your spouses, your parents, your children, your siblings, whoever, right? Those are also your neighbors right? If you hope to be among those who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, you're going to need the gift of fortitude because it's going to ensure that you're able to persevere, right? You're going to need to persevere to continually seek the joy of Christ in everything that is good and of God, right? And you're going to need to see everything that is good and of God in your neighbor in order to care for them, in order to love them, And our very last beatitude for today is the fifth beatitude, which is blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Mercy? Let's be really clear about this. Mercy is not just refraining from punishing someone. It has a very long and rich understanding in the Jewish mind that goes back to the covenant that God made with Abraham and it's referred to as hesed. We've covered this in other episodes, if you remember. But basically, mercy, in the scriptural understanding, the way mercy is in the Bible all the time, it means God's enduring love that persists beyond any sin. It's a love that not only forgives, but it follows up that forgiveness with a blessing. If this is confusing for you, just think about reconciliation. You go to confession, you're forgiven of your sin, but when you receive your absolution, you're receiving additional graces. You've received the gift of forgiveness, and then you're receiving extra graces to help you continue on through life, not commit those same sins, and to just be stronger and grow in holiness. So to be like Christ, to live out this beatitude, we must forgive, and then we have to bless those who have wronged us. Ouch. Okay, this beatitude is the hardest for most people. So if this sounds really difficult to you, then you're not alone. This is very hard for many people. Right now, especially during this time, during this time of Lent and COVID-19 pandemic, very good time, I think, for us to clear clear our forgiveness checklist. Um ask ourselves is there anyone that you have unforgiveness towards in your heart and then ask yourself do you pray for your enemies to be blessed and i know that that can kind of feel like a knife twisted in your gut but with the gift of counsel we can totally accomplish this we can forgive and we can pronounce blessings over our enemies because the gift of counsel is right judgment and right judgment tells us that unforgiveness towards anyone only hurts us because when we have unforgiveness, we are violating the commandment that we've been given to love. We drive a wedge between ourselves and God when we have unforgiveness and right judgment tells us that that's ridiculous. Right judgment tells us that nothing is worth that. All right, I'm going to stop there for today because just like last week, I'm going to invite you to meditate on these three Beatitudes with me over the next week. Look at your icon of Christ, look at a crucifix, whatever it is that you have that helps you meditate on Christ the most. Talk to him about the Beatitudes and let him talk to you about the Beatitudes and show you the places within your soul that he wants to restore because he wants to restore them to the glory of heaven, which is fabulous and wonderful and much more than we could ever really appreciate here in this life. And I think this is an amazing time to do it. I know our situation is really crappy and that's putting it mildly. This pandemic is happening, it's coinciding at the same time as Lent. And because of that, This Lent has the potential to be the most spiritually intense in our whole lives. And that's a great thing because during Lent, we're called into the wilderness to retreat from the world and to be perfected by the Lord. And for many of the world, we are quite literally being told to retreat from the world. Many of us are in crisis mode. And like I said, that might suck, but the Lord can and will use everything for his good and for our good, especially, why don't we take this opportunity and use it to our advantage? Because when we are in this kind of crisis mode, we're under immense pressure and immense stress. And when that happens, our cracks begin to show, our weak points begin to show. But right now, that's not a bad thing, especially if we're meditating on the Beatitudes and letting the Lord fix us and to restore us. Because we can now identify those weak points, we can name them, we can offer them to the Lord, and we can pray for Christ to strengthen those gifts of the Holy Spirit that we've been given at baptism. We can ask for those to be renewed in us and strengthened within us to help perfect us in those beatitudes. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. God can make beautiful things out of the dust. I think that's a lyric. That is a lyric. that's from Gunger. All right, uh, but before I go, speaking of beautiful things, I want to thank Juan for donating to Clumsy Theosis. I want to tell you guys that I love what I do here. I'm so thankful that you let me into your lives and that you trust me, especially with your spiritual lives. And I hope that I can continue to grow with you guys and to bless you. But I want to let you know that I'm only able to do that because of the support from listeners like all of you that I receive through donation and prayer. Prayer is important too. Um, But I do want to ask you if Clumsy Theosis has been of value to you in any way, if you would please consider making a donation to Clumsy Theosis. All you have to do is go to clumsytheosis.net and then from there you just click the word donate in the menu. And until next week, since we have so much more time on our hands, let's keep in touch. Let's build each other up. We can do that on social media. Uh, You can find me on all of the Clumsy Theosis pages. Um, that would be on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Clumsy Theosis. And super important, I send out a weekly email and each email has that week's episode. I want to encourage all of you to sign up for that email because it ensures that you will be notified of all new episodes and it will guarantee that you have access to listen to that episode via the email, no matter what type of weird technological glitch is happening and i'm i swear i feel like every glitch possible is happening to me one right after the n- after the other but so far everyone who's on my email list is able to get all of the episodes and they're able to listen to them via the email so that link is down in the show notes for you so you can sign up never miss an episode yeah and if you like this episode If you're enjoying learning about the Beatitudes, growing with the Lord, growing in kingdom living, don't be shy to share this with a friend. If you like it, someone you know is going to like it also. So I I do encourage you also to share this episode and the other episodes with your friends. I'm putting the other episodes down in all of the previous episodes. I'm putting them down in the show notes too. All of the Lenten series Beatitudes-ish episodes are going to be down there. So... Until next week, know that you are in my prayers. Be safe out there. Make prudent choices. Use your human reason, but also your supernatural faith. Yeah. Peace out, everyone.